0: Hello and welcome to the 100 Day Writing Challenge, Day 81. Yesterday I asked you to make a list of different ideas you might work on for this, the final section of the course. I mean, I keep calling this a course, which sounds a bit serious and grown up to me, but really it's just a long sequence of structured nudges to put you back in touch with skills you always had and fundamentals of storytelling you already knew. Not, I hasten to add, because of any deep mystical soul wisdom but just because we use and consume stories every day. Because you've watched hundreds of movies, because you've told innumerable anecdotes, all of them, I'm sure, fascinating. Because your memory is, in part, a composite of stories with meanings attached. That's how human memory works. It's a form of narrative remembering. If there is some overarching theme in this 100-day challenge or touchstone I'd like you to bear in mind, as we move into this last ascent on the summit together, it's meaning. I think meaning for us, for humans, has a power I don't yet quite understand, but it's one that's hard to exaggerate. I believe it was Nietzsche who said, ''He who has a why to live for can bear almost any how.'' Now, admittedly, there's no particular reason why we should listen to Nietzsche. Just because he wrote down a lot, lot lot, of opinions in a very confident, declarative language doesn't mean he was right. He doesn't offer proof for quite a lot of the things he says. He just sort of stridently asserts it. And people go, well, he sounds very convinced. I I, I guess maybe he knows. I mean, he's written a whole book, right? But, But I do think meaning is very, very compelling to us humans. I, I don't think that's a very... Controversial statement to be honest, it's almost mundane. I mean, we like meaning, right? We like it. We go, Ooh, something in our brains and hearts is drawn to it, and it needn't be religious meaning and it needn't always be very big or grand. You know, sometimes a meaning can be very small and bounded within the context of a game. Okay, so we're all pirates and we're off on an adventure to find the buried treasure. Just that, right? It contains purpose, identity, at least temporarily, and and, and we're drawn to that. It's nice. And certainly, if you ever experienced a lack of meaning, a sense that some part of your life, or heaven forbid, life in general is meaningless, you'll know what an unpleasant state that can be. At best, it's one of boredom and torpor, at worst, an abyss of great suffering. Creating stories, whether they're the little pirate adventure or the vast polychromatic roller coaster through the burning realms of time, and matter is an effort after meaning, a way of assembling experience and giving it to others that increases their sense of meaning in their lives. And it's also, more pertinently, a process that creates meaning in our lives, the writer's life. And I would just flag up a distinction that might sound like hair-splitting, but in fact, to me at least, is rather important. In my experience, you squeeze the most meaning out of the act of writing, not from the identity of being a writer. You're not required to assume any particular identity in order to create stories. It's a birthright possessed by every human being, whether we recognise that or not. Calling yourself a writer just implicitly excludes all the other paths open to you for finding meaning like Being with friends, service to your community, eating a delicious meal, parenting, observing nature for its own sake, learning a new skill, or or doing nothing at all except enjoying breathing. Yes, look, I am lecturing you in a mildly presumptuous way. By all means, ignore me. That is your sovereign right. But I say this with love and from a place of hard won experience. If you want to write, by all means, make space for it in your life, you know, as you have been doing during this course, but make sure it's part of a rich ecology, not an invasive species that starts consuming everything that isn't it. Hmm, maybe I should go for a walk. That will give me time to think about my next chapter. Once I get the kids to bed, oh, I could work on that scene. Hmm, if I go on a glass-blowing day course, I could use it as research for my book. Yes, you could. Yes, that's true. And yes, thinking all these things will make you feel very much like a writer. Ooh, I'm rightly I'm so obsessed with my book. It's the only thing I can think about. But they're not actually... Writing, you know, they're more about cosplaying as a writer. And if you're not careful, you'll burn out. You know, you'll miss your life trying to fulfil this imagined standard of writerly obsession. If you really want writing to be something you can sustain, and and moreover, more importantly, something that sustains you, make it part of a rich and balanced life. A valued part, by all means, but just as you've been doing with this course, turning up to contribute in small, steady increments. Don't make it the be-all and end-all. You are far too interesting, far too mysterious, far too glorious and ever-changing to fit within the narrow confines of an identity like writer. You who can trace your lineage back through monkeys, mice, protozoa to starlight itself, who dreams temporarily of being human. Don't, Try to cram lifetime's worth of luggage into the tiny suitcase marked author. You've made it this far without being a proper writer, whatever that is supposed to mean. Don't shrink yourself to fit that stereotype now. For goodness sake, you're doing great. Embrace the messy expanse of possibility. Or You know, or just ignore me completely, that's okay too. I think we've been together for long enough now that you know I sometimes get a bit emotional and wax poetical at you if it comes off a bit corny or doesn't ring true to you, or you're just kinda like, Tim, can we just have the exercise for today? I'm okay with that. You know, take what's useful to you and leave the rest at the side of the road. By all means take some of these outpourings as interesting provocations you define yourself against. Just know that I am genuinely rooting for you and your adventure wherever it takes you. I think, if I'm honest, I may be getting a little bit sentimental because the end is in sight. And I, you know, I want us to reach a resolution, but I also don't want it to be over because this has been meaningful to me. So maybe I'm just getting a little bit dewy-eyed in my uh, senescence. Anyway, so today I'd like you to look back through your list of ideas from yesterday and choose one you'd like to expand out a bit. This needn't be a momentous decision. You can always, in the days that follow, change your mind, switch between projects, even redo a couple of days trying out different ones if you really fancy. I I know... Whenever we choose something, whenever we move from divergent thinking to convergent thinking, you know, from expanding out, generating possibilities to narrowing the field, it can sometimes be a source of anxiety. What if I get it wrong? What if I choose poorly? There is no wrong in this instance. You know, you're not cracking a safe. There's not one code that's correct and the rest are incorrect. What you have are a variety of options that offer a variety of paths and lessons and opportunities for developing your skills. I mean, think of it rather than being a code you have to crack. And there's one true path. Think of it as a big buffet. There are multiple correct choices. So feel free to let yourself be guided by your intuition. And and just to give you a bit more information with which to make your choice today, what I'm asking you to do is take that idea and flesh it out a bit. So most of your ideas are probably one or two sentence fragments, right? They may exist as more in your mind, or you may have literally no idea what comes next. You may have just stuck it down to, as a make weight, you know to, to fill the space either way you know just pick one of them and start putting a bit of meat on the bones you can write in note form if you like no need for full sentences uh this is just for you or you can write in full sentences if that's most helpful to you so a few questions you might like to ask yourself once you've picked an idea and then you're trying to expand it out a little bit um what's the story about or series of stories, or memoir, or whatever format it takes. Who are the principal characters? What's the genre, do you think? What's the tone? Is it happy, sad, ironic, epic, highbrow, pulpy? Might be a mix of all of those things. You don't have to have one answer for any of these, and you don't have to be absolutely sure. What are some key locations in the story? What are the central problems the main characters face? Does the story have any big themes it explores? Are there any authors or novels you love that it might be partly influenced by? And um, here's a really important one. What questions do you have about the story? What don't you know yet? What bits puzzle you? What bits are you really interested in exploring? Now, this isn't quite a free write. It's more structured than that. But at the same time, I'd encourage you to treat this fleshing out as a process of inquiry, a kind of dialogue with yourself. You're not inscribing a code of laws into stone tablets. You're thinking on the page, posing good questions, suggesting possibilities, maybe even coming up with stuff you want to go away and research, either by consulting with Professor Google finding a relevant book or contacting an expert in that field. You're allowed to do that, by the way. I I email academics all the time asking them if I can, you know, ask them questions on their area of research. And, you know, they're usually, surprisingly, wonderfully accommodating. It's fun. And, you know, most people who are researchers in an area would rather their area is got right than habitually misrepresented. So, you know, a good number of them are more than happy to help out. Right, so, as I'm sure you know without my explicitly stating it, I am going to bequeath you a full ten minutes in which to begin this process of inquiry about your chosen story seed. Oh, and one final thing. You could even road test a few titles, maybe? Huh? A few titles? A little bit of a namey poo? You know, what would you call this novel or collection or whatever it is? You know, could be amusing to list a few possibilities. Okay, ten minutes. Have a little chat with yourself. Ready? Three, two, one... And that's it. There you go. Now, this process may have borne fruit, or it may have felt a little frustrating at times, or both. As before, you might like to reflect on how you were feeling before you sat down today, how you felt during the 10 minutes, and how you feel now. The same? Different? What thoughts are you having? What judgments are you making? What predictions are you making? I'd be absolutely astonished if in 10 minutes you resolved every possible conundrum related to this project. In, in fact, if you came up with a perfect, unimpeachable list of answers, I'd suggest maybe your project won't be rich enough to sustain you. Like, maybe if you've already exhausted all its mysteries, maybe the process of writing it won't add much to that. But unknowns are generally good. You know, I know most of us have a natural aversion to uncertainty, but as I've said before, uncertainty is just a possibility with bad PR. So keep what you've written today, consider it a first turning over of the soil. Tomorrow we'll return to it and think about what you might plant. The 100 Day Writing Challenge is made possible with the kind support of Arts Council England.